I'm John Carter in Moscow. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra. Reporting from India. In Colombia. I'm John Carter. Today on The Carter Report, John Carter brings us a report from Putin's new Russia. John Carter with the KGB. We're so glad today to welcome you to this great program. This is a report from Putin's new Russia. We've just come back from Russia and it's absolutely astounding. Russia is a formidable force in the world and some would say in American politics. <laughs> Won't get into that. We were there in 1971 when the Soviet Union was challenging the West. We were there in 1991 when communism collapsed and with it the economy. I've now been there, glory be to God, 49 times. And I have seen with my team tremendous changes. Let me say this, he who ignores President Putin's new Russia does so at his own peril. A new revolution is now happening in Russia. Now, where is Russia? How big is Russia? What was the great Russian experiment? What is so different about Russian history? What is the average Russian like? And what is God doing today in Putin's Russia? All this and much more in this program today. Russia consists of a landmass of 6,600,000 square miles. It is twice as big as the United States of America. It covers one-eighth of Earth's inhabited land area. It's a huge big place. From east to west is 4,200 miles. It has a border that stretches, can you believe it, 36,000 miles. 13 seas and three oceans wash the shores of Mother Russia. In 1999, Beverly and I, with our terrific team, traveled by train from Moscow to Vladivostok. We stayed one night in the city of Irkutsk next to Lake Baikal. It took us eight days, and I think we travel over eight time zones. It's a vast place. When we went to Siberia, I had a preconceived idea that this was going to be a terrible place. But it's like Canada. It's a land of lakes and rivers and mountains. The Tiger Forest, tremendous forest, is bigger than the United States of America. The Tiger Forest. And Russia is cold. We've done a television program on Lake Baikal. Until I'd gone to Russia, I'd never heard of Lake Baikal. It contains more than one-fifth of all the surface fresh water in the world. It's bigger than all the American Great Lakes put together. In some places, it is more than a mile deep. And most folks... <laughs> I've never heard of Lake Baikal. I've been out there doing a television program when it was 
minus 40 degrees. Russia can get very, very chilly. It once was ruled by czars or kings and the Russian Orthodox Church. It was a land of tremendous wealth and a great economy. The common people were kept for hundreds of years in servitude, poverty, one would say slavery. Then came the great revolution of 1917. This was led by a man by the name of Mr. Lenin who got his ideas from Karl Marx. He was a German Jew. He said these words, let the ruling classes tremble at a communist uh, revolution. The proletarians have nothing to lose but their chains. They have a world to win. Working men of all countries uh, unite. And uh, for a while it appeared as though communism would rule the world. You should not forget this. For every reaction, there is another reaction. Communism was a revolt against a corrupt church and a corrupt government. That's why you have communism in some places in Latin America. They thought they were going to make the people's paradise, heaven on earth, but millions perished, especially under Stalin. I want you to meet a friend of mine, a dear friend. His name is uh, Paul the Prisoner. He is an Adventist Christian. He is my friend and my brother. During the days of the communists, he had a little printing press and used to turn out Christian literature. And this, of course, was forbidden by the Kremlin. One of our own church members turned him in to the KGB. He was placed in a refrigerator cell for three years. They would freeze him up. And when he was dying, they would thaw him out. Freeze him up again. His teeth fell out. They said, you can leave but there is one condition. You just have to be a reporter. You've got to report on your people in the church. You've got to be an informer. He said, never, never, never. He stayed there for three years. He now works in the prisons for Russian prisoners. Another friend of mine was Pastor Mikhail Kulikov, because he was a preacher of the gospel, he was sent to Siberia and worked out in the freezing minus 40, minus 50 in the forests for five years. Mikhail Gorbachev, whom I think is a great man, personally apologized to him. He said, we cannot return the years, but we say we're sorry. There's a city in the Far East that is famous. At least some of us know about it. It is the city of Magadan. One of the coldest hell holes on the face of the earth where hundreds of thousands of Christians and dissidents were sent. 
maybe millions went. The life expectancy of a person in Magadan was measured in weeks rather than years. The roads were paved with human bones. On one occasion in Vladivostok that I have visited after traveling on the Trans-Siberian Express that I had the privilege of driving <laughs> for a little while, but in Vladivostok, a group of the prisoners on their way to Magadan revolted over some issue like food. And so the communists, the atheists, hosed them down in the midst of winter. They immediately became blocks of ice by the thousands. Tens of millions were sent to concentration camps under the atheists. Dostoevsky was one of the great Russian writers and philosophers. He said these words in one of his books. If there is no God, everything is permitted. And I would say to you, why not? If there is no God, everything is permitted because if there's no God, there's no right and there's no wrong. Most people do not think logically. They think if you get rid of God, everything can be the same. That's stupidity. The only reason we know there's good is because we believe there's God, you see. And it has been said that God, through the influence of the philosophers, died in the 19th century and man died in the 20th. In Russia, they died by the millions. One of the greatest of the saints of the Christian church was Alexander Solzhenitsyn. You ought to read his book, The Gullig Archipelago. You ought to read it. He says that 60 million people, mainly Russians, were imprisoned during the 20th century by the atheistic communists. Did you hear how many? He said 60 million were put into the Gullig Archipelago, these concentration camps. If there is no God, everything is permitted. I've discovered that some of the greatest Christians in the world have been uh, Russians because great suffering produces great character and when you have a time of continual prosperity and affluence like you have in Australia and in America, it breeds uh, weak Christians and weak people. person who's been driving me around over there now for 25 years is a pastor whose name is Fatali. He told me the story of his mother. She was an Adventist Christian in the days of Stalin. She wanted to go to church from her little village somewhere in Siberia, where it's always cold, except in summer when you can have 100 degrees Fahrenheit for about six weeks. 
but she would start walking to church on Friday evening and walk through the snow, sometimes having to wade through the snow. And then as the sun came up, she'd get out on the road and she'd thumb a ride, as they used to say. They'd put her on the back of a truck, a Russian truck. She would travel for three hours. Think how cold. Think of the rattling truck. And some of us find it hard to get out of bed to go to church. And then she would get to the church and it would start at nine o'clock in the morning with preaching and singing and praying, reading the word, and it would finish at five o'clock. Eight hours straight church. You know why? They needed it. They wanted it. They were hungry for God. They weren't like us. Hungry for God. And then at half past five, she'd start to walk back and she'd walk out to the road and she'd get on a truck which would take her to the forest and then she'd walk all through the night. And as the sun came up on Sunday morning, say at half past eight, she would get home. She did it year after year. Great suffering makes great people. I want you to come over here to Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 11 and 12. I want you to look at this text and I want you to ask God, God, explain this text to me because I don't think most of us understand this. Proverbs 24, verse 11 and 12, deliver those who are drawn toward death. Hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the heart consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? The Bible says there are people, the lost, people outside of Christ. And the Bible says they're stumbling towards their death. The Bible says deliver them. People have asked me the question, why go to Russia? Why go to some of these dreadful countries where your life is in danger because, and I don't say this self-righteously, I say it from the Bible, I believe it. I believe the Bible. I believe there's no other way to be saved except through Jesus Christ. I don't believe that we're born saved. I don't believe the nonsense that people are saved until they reject. (laughs) Everybody is saved until he rejects. You don't read that in the Bible. That is the religion of very, very lazy people. I want you to come over here to Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 1 down to 3, and I want you to notice what the Bible says about the state of people outside of Christ, and this will help you to understand why we believe in evangelism, you're not going to hear this most likely in your church next weekend. So listen to it carefully. Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. And you he is made alive who are dead in trespasses and sins. 
without Christ, the Bible says, you're dead. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedient, of disobedience, among whom also we all had conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. The Bible actually talks about people who are dead. And it says not only are they dead, but they are children of wrath. Doesn't make sense now to you that Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel because without Christ, people are dead. People say, I, I can't believe this. I appeal to you to do one thing, to believe the words of the Bible. Read on Ephesians 2 verses 4 and onwards. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Then it says, not of works lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Bible teaches this categorically, that the only way that we can be saved is by the grace of God. We're not saved because we're good enough. We're not saved because of our righteous works. This sort of is hard for the carnal heart, isn't it? The Bible says we're saved by grace through faith. We are saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that people need to hear the word of the gospel so they can be saved. Now look at verse 12, if you don't mind, Ephesians 2 and verse 12. Ephesians 2, verse 12. Look at these words and please believe these words. Look at it in the Bible. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens, aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, I've seen them. I've seen millions of souls here in the United States of America and in Russia without hope and without God in the world. Now, please notice verse, let me see, verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, verse 17. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Listen to me. People have said to me, could have retired 
15 years ago. Why do you keep going? Because I believe in the Bible. It's not a job. I don't work for an organization. I'm not paid to do what I do. The Bible says, without Christ, people are lost. And the reason we've gone to Russia and other places is because we believe the Bible. We are not liberals who explain away the word of God. The Bible teaches that the preaching of the gospel is God's ordained means of saving the lost. We say this humbly. We invite you to join us. Step out of the lethargy. Step out of the lethargy of a church which is sleeping. We walk in the footsteps of the great missionaries and the great preachers. Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord, uh, was a preacher of the gospel. Jesus was a missionary. He came on a mission from another universe. We believe in evangelism. You know what the word evangelism means? It's got a bad name now because people don't want to be disturbed. Evangelism means the preaching of the good news of Jesus Christ. You cannot be a Christian and be opposed to evangelism. Jesus was the greatest evangelist. Then you have the great apostle Paul, the greatest theologian. I say to the theologians, if you want to be like the apostle Paul, then step away from your desk and go to Russia or some other place and preach the gospel. You see, Paul was an evangelist. Peter was an evangelist. John Wesley, my, my, what should I say, my hero. This little Englishman preached 42,000 sermons, traveled 360,000 miles on the back of a horse in the midst of winters. Why? Driven, burning, a fire in his belly. Why? Because he believed the words of Christ. I appeal to you folks to step out of it and start to believe in the God who believes in you and believe the Bible. I think of David Livingston who came from Scotland and who went to darkest Africa. I've walked in his footsteps. I have been to Victoria Falls. I've been through all of that area. I've been to the city of Livingston. He said, I saw the smoke of a thousand villages. Nobody there believed in Christ. The liberal will tell you today, oh, they're all saved uh, because they haven't rejected. My message to you is they're all lost because they haven't accepted. And so David Livingston with fire in his belly went to Africa and preached the gospel of Christ and that is why we went to Russia and returned almost 50 times we did so not because we like sitting in the back of planes we do so because we believe in the message of the gospel of Christ that God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him, 
shall not perish but have everlasting life. But people have got to believe. And Paul said in Romans, how shall they believe without a preacher coming to them? That is why I believe uh, that the greatest gift, it is described in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The greatest gift, it says, is the gift of the apostle, one who was sent to preach the gospel of Christ. This is the word of God. I'm going to tell you now some stories that are amazing. Stories of grace and power. Stories that'll make your heart start to beat a little bit faster. And if these stories don't make your heart beat a little faster, you better check your pulse to see if you've got one. I'm going to tell you stories about our meetings with the KGB officers who said to me, don't forget us, we too have souls. I'm going to introduce you today (laughs) the mafia godfather who is now my brother saved uh, through the preaching of the gospel. I'm going to tell you about the largest baptism in the history of Ukraine, Russia. And we're going to do so after this break. Stay with us. The best is still to come. The reviews for the John Carter biography are in, and this is what they say. Anyone who reads this fascinating book and is not moved should check to see if they still have a pulse. I believe this book about God's miracles in Russia and Ukraine will burn the flame in your heart. This could prove to be one of the most important books ever written about public evangelism. Make sure you get a copy. I believe this book about John Carter's life will help readers grasp a vision for their lives. For a donation of $100 or more, a signed copy of the John Carter biography can be yours by writing to us at the address on the screen or visit our website. The word began in a village. Churches and schools sprang up and multiplied, reaching into the city. Great truths revealed to the people of Papua New Guinea, changing thousands of lives. Our eyes are going to be opened to the discovery of amazing truths. The greatest truth in the Bible, it is the truth that God loves you. It has completely changed my life, and I'm going to be baptized this Sabbath. Pastor Kata has put something in my heart that I will never forget. Thank you, Pastor Kata, for your program. It has changed my life completely. John Carter's Great Truths Revealed was recorded live from Papua New Guinea. Experience the miracles in this 21 DVD series for a gift of $150 US or $210 Australian. To order, visit our website or call.
Pastor Carter and the Carter Report team recently returned from Russia. They brought back with them a special report on Putin's new Russia. I've gone there 49 times because I've seen the power of God. John Carter would like to offer you this free one-hour DVD, Report from Putin's New Russia. That is why I believe uh, that the greatest gift is the gift of the Apostle. Write to the address on the screen, call, or visit our website and receive your free DVD report about Putin's New Russia. I have seen Pentecost. I have seen uh, the power of God. Get your free DVD, Report from Putin's New Russia, and watch the amazing, transforming power of the Gospel of Christ.